I'm Cass. And I'm Kat. And this is episode four of Two Book Book Bitches. Bitches. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for thanks for listening. It was pretty cool to see. Thanks for all the people who've left us some ratings. I know that was that was pretty cool. I'll admit I rated our own podcast. (laughs) But yeah, there was there were some people who left ratings, so that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And seems like it's picking up on Apple Podcasts, which is really cool to see. Very excited for that. Yeah. You guys should subscribe to us because we have so many new episodes coming up, Mm -hmm. which I'm really excited for. So anything new in your life going on, Kat? I mean, not really. Since it's quarantine, not really much to do. I know. So true. We've been trying to like go out and like walk and stuff and like, but other than that, we haven't really been doing anything. Pretty much status quo. Yeah. On the book news front though. Mm Mm-hmm. Some new updates. Yeah, so Sarah J. Moss announced... Also, do people say Mass or Moss? I say Mass. I say Moss. I don't know. Please tell us. Anyways, she released the (laughs) title of her new Akatar book, which is called... I think it's called A Court of Silver Silver Flames. Flames. Yes, I'm very interested to know what the short form would be for that, because normally there's an and. (laughs) (laughs) It's just actually a bunch of noise, but... Like that she broke away from the a court of blank and blank. Oh, that was cool. Plus, it's a Nesta Cassian novel, which I'm I'm very interested to see their story. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about that. So that's that. And then I think Cassandra Clare is releasing her. So when you guys are listening to this episode, it'll be July 1st. Happy Canada Day to all our fellow Canadians. Ooh. But on July 1st, Cassandra Clare is releasing the cover of Chain, Chain of Iron. Iron. Yeah, so that'll be cool to see. But other than that, no new book news in the yay fiction field. <laughs> that's it so far yeah but yeah that's what are we doing today today we're going to be reviewing eclipse yes the third book in the twilight saga yeah this is my favorite one i mean i still think breaking dawn is my favorite one okay but like of of the rereading so far since i haven't reread breaking dawn of the three that i've read eclipse is my favorite that's true that's true i could feel differently when i read reread breaking dawn but i love eclipse i i will say this one's a little, like, we actually wrote ourselves notes this time because it's a lot of backstory yeah, and a lot of filler information mm-hmm. that is pretty heavy mm-hmm. and, like, noteworthy as well. Mm-hmm. It's, like, really sets up, you know, the rest of the books. Yep. I agree. So, might we, as well get started. There's a lot to talk about. Yes, let's do it. So, I guess um, where we left off last time was Jacob found out that Bella was planning on turning. No. Is that not what happened? At the end of New Moon? I guess he kind of assumes. Like, he doesn't know the details, but... He, he doesn't know, like, a date is set or no. anything. No, he just kind of knows that that's what she plans. So as of right now, at the beginning of Eclipse, he literally wants nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. And he, like, writes her this, like, letter. And in the letter, you could see, like, the first couple times he, like, strikes out what he writes. I don't really know who writes a letter that way because if I've made a mistake, I'm not going to cross it out. I'm just going to restart. Like, bitch, I write with a pencil if you know you're going to make that many mistakes. Also, you know? I can still fucking see what you crossed out. I know. Like, scribble that out harder. I know. Or use whiteout. Plus, I will not lie. I'm not a huge fan of when authors write like their characters in the book. And she does that quite a bit. Like, she does it with Bella. She does it with Edward where she, like, writes in their handwriting stuff. I'm not a big, big fan of that, but whatever. I'm, I'm indifferent. I digress. Um, as of right now, Bella is also still grounded, right? Yes. Yes. And Charlie is, like, going on and on about this 
murder spree in Seattle. In Seattle, yeah. Yeah. This becomes tons of people are getting killed. I don't know why. Mm -mm. So he's like, can't go there. Stay away from Seattle. Yeah. So he's very like anti-Seattle right now. But Charlie, because of Bella's good behavior, decides to unground her. her. But under what stipulation? He's like, as long as you promise to spend time with your other friends. And he really emphasizes Jacob of the other friends. Oh, 100%. He's like, you spend so much time with Edward and all your free time you spend with Edward. You should see some of your other friends. You shouldn't abandon your other friends. Yeah. She's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Charlie is very anti-Edward. As of right now, yes. Like, so anti-Edward. Yeah, he makes that very obvious. So he's like, please go see Jake. Please, please, please. Um, so Bella's pretty excited about that. So then when, so Edward, basically Edward gets to visit under like supervised visitation for like what, four yeah, hours or like something? Yeah, it's like 7.30 to 9.30 or something that yeah. he can be there. I mean, he doesn't know that Edward like spends every night there though. Exactly. Like he crawls in through her window and is like, hey baby. And he <laughs> yeah. basically watches her sleep the whole night. Yeah. But you also find out that Bella gets into the university at Alaska, mm-hmm. which she's pretty excited about. Cause I think that's, that's going to be her like cover story. Yes. So she plans on... Going to Alaska, making up excuses why she can't come home, mm-hmm. when in reality she's like... And Edward's also still making her apply to other universities too. He's like, here, apply to everywhere. Yeah, he's literally like, oh, maybe you'll get in. And I, th- I think he's still hoping that in some way she decides to stay human for longer. Mm-hmm. So he's like kind of like enticing her with like these yeah, Ivy League like, schools. He's like, you'll like a year of university. Maybe you'll like four years of university. And she's like, fuck off. I'm not going to university. She's like, no, no, no. I'm still becoming a vampire. Shut yeah. up. He also like catches a glimpse of like the newspaper while he's there and he basically tells her that like the because she's so I think the conversation leading up to it was like she's so quick to want to become a monster and he's like do you see what we can do and he shows her like Mm -hmm. the newspaper of Seattle and he like mentions that it's for for vampires it's really easy to see the signs of like when a murder that happened in the real world is probably caused by a vampire. Yeah. So he's so, saying that this spree is definitely a vampire doing it. Yeah, he's like hella convinced. Mm-hmm. He like Sherlock Holmes that shit. And he was like, that's a vampire in Seattle. Um, they also, I think, have a conversation about Jake in this part, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edward is basically like, you can't visit. Yeah, he's like, I don't trust them. You know, they can they can be dangerous mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So. They're so volatile. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no so idea what they're going to do. Like, he doesn't trust Jake and... He doesn't want Bella to go see him. And she's not too happy about that decision. So she's kind of like, mm, I'll drop it for now, but we're definitely not going to leave mm-hmm. this off the table. And then you find out graduation is coming up really yeah. soon. And they're all having like a little lunchtime discussion about it at school. Yeah, with all the friends and everything. And then Alice has like a vision. And you can tell she's having a vision because she's like, like gazing off into nowhere yeah she pulls like like, hello alice she pulls like a that's so raven yeah and they're like hi hello and alice is like hee hee (laughs) just daydreaming just daydreaming and meanwhile bella's like i need to know what she fucking thought about Mm -hmm. but um they kind of like brush it off i think she doesn't really get to ask about alice's vision because then edward brings up um the fact that bella has these plane tickets that she got from Carlisle and Esme for her birthday the previous year. Yes. Um, And these plane tickets were supposed to be used to go see Renee in Mm -hmm. Florida. Mm -hmm. And they were about to expire. So Edward's like, why don't we go this weekend? Mm -hmm. And Bill's like, I can't just drop Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. right now and go see my mom. He's like, well, why not? And he seems like suspiciously adamant about Mm -hmm. that particular weekend. And I think she's kind of like suspect. So she brings up Alice's vision again. And he makes up this like dumbass excuse like, 
oh, she saw Jasper down south. Like, it has something to do with his past, which Bella's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then Bella basically tells them, he's, she's like, I'm not dropping everything to go to Florida. Like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, maybe we can do it later. Yeah. And then Edward kind of throws her under the bus. 100%. He sewers her so hard. <laughs> he, like, brings it up to Charlie. He goes, hey, Charlie, did Bella ever tell you she got, like, these free plane tickets to go to see... <laughs> Renee in Florida and Charlie's like no he's like well, no you said tickets plural who's the other one for and Edward's like well yeah you know it's for me and he loses it Charlie's so aggressive in, in the one. novel yeah. yeah so if you guys watch the movie I think Charlie's more like he's more like sarcastic about it like when he finds out about the second ticket he's like super <laughs> but at this one he's like absolutely not he's like you're not going anywhere Across the like across the country with my daughter. Yeah, he like loses it, mm-hmm. and Bella's like, "This is not a discussion. You can't stop me from seeing my mother. Goodbye." So they go to the Collins house and whatever. They hang out there, and then when she comes back, Charlie's like, "Hey, Bella, <laughs> come in here," and they have probably the most awkward talk that like a single dad can have with his daughter. Have the the sex talk. They do have the sex talk, and he's like. Bella, I know maybe you might have had this talk with your mother. And she's like, la, 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 la. I can't hear you. And it's so funny. She's like, do you need me to spell it out for you? I'm a virgin right now. Yeah. And then she she kind of like, and she says too, she's like, Edward's old fashioned. And I think Charlie says something like, sure. Yeah. Because okay. it doesn't buy it. Or yeah. Whatever. But as of right now, yes, Bella is still holding on to her V card, even though she wants to give up that shit real quick. Um... So yeah, she has a sex talk. She like skedaddles on upstairs and then she really wants to see Jake still, even Mm -hmm. though Edward is being kind of a butt and he's like, no, you can't go see her or you can't go see him. And she decides that she's going to spontaneously see Jake. So she like runs downstairs, hops in the car. And who does she find in the car, Kat? Edward. He's like, Alice, you know, stopped seeing you in her visions because Alice can't see wolves. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's like, so should we assume you were going to see Jake? So he basically like dismantled her car. Yeah, he doesn't even like say like, no, you can't go or like plays a protective boyfriend. Like he dead ass like unplugs something in her car. I don't know, something. I don't know what he does. I don't know. And he's like, I'll put it back for you before the morning. And then she's like. And then, and then he, he's like, if you're too upset at me, close your window and I won't come see oh, you tonight. Yeah. And then she does it when she goes back to her room and then she quickly opens it again. Because she's like, fuck it, I still want him to watch me sleep. Because <laughs> yeah. she's hardcore in love with him. Yeah. They do actually go end up seeing Renee. Yeah, they go that weekend. Which I don't know how that works considering Edward sparkles in the sun and Florida is literally called this like what the sunshine state or something like that yeah maybe he just stayed indoors the whole time i mean he must have he must have he must have worn like fully clothed maybe he wore gloves i don't know like layers he's like one of those fucking weirdos i wonder like what he told renee like why am i wearing all these clothes like probably really hot there too maybe he told her she he was um allergic to the sun yeah which is a real thing ladies and gentlemen because i am also allergic to the sun (laughs) so that's a real thing but yeah and then like renee is like kind of like being really observant and she's like you guys are literally obsessed with each other and Bella's like is that a bad thing yeah she's like he moves you move it's like like he would jump in front of a bullet for you and Bella's like is that bad and Renee's like hee hee maybe I'm overthinking it and she like drops it but Mm -hmm. I mean she was kind of observant for the fact that she's like never around so Mm -hmm. then they do eventually get back home and Charlie is like hey Jake called you should probably give him a call back. So she's like, yeah, sure, I will. And they have like this really weird conversation. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you're home. And she's like, yeah, dot, 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 I am home. (laughs) And then he's like, 
okay, great. And he, then he's, he asked her, like, are you going to school tomorrow? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. And then he's, and like, he's like, okay, fine. Bye. And he hangs up the phone on her and she's like, Such what the fuck? So she kind of like comes up with a theory that he basically called to check if she was still human mm-hmm. because she was like MIA for three days. Yeah. But that's not the case. Nope. Because then you find out the next day when mm-hmm. they, when she goes to school that Jake is waiting for them and he tells Edward, he like basically warns him about, you know, how they almost, the Cullens almost broke the treaty over the weekend Yeah, because Emma and Paul got in a little altercation yep. trying to intercede. No, what's the word? Intercept? Intercept, yes. Intercept Victoria. Yes. Who happened to be running around in the forest this past weekend. Yeah. And Bella is like none the wiser. So she's kind of like, what the fuck? And Jacob obviously takes this opportunity to throw Edward straight under the bus. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and he goes, you didn't tell her? Yeah. And he was like, oh fuck so basically they have to spill the beans that victoria had been gallivanting around the forest and that was the vision Mm -hmm. that alice had saw that she saw that victoria would be back in forks yeah that weekend which is why edward was like let's go see your mother let's go see your mother yeah so So while trying to catch victoria Emmett almost crossed the line the treaty line yeah Yeah. so that's what caused them to get in and instead of focusing on victoria they start arguing they start arguing with themselves i'm like bro you would have caught her and this would have all been over uh, the book would have been done yeah like what is this focus on some like yeah. petty stupid knows? fucking treaty yeah. yeah chapter three this book would have been over mm-hmm. if they just would keep chasing mm-hmm. victoria but anyways so edward decides to go on like a hunting trip with like his brothers because he has to like eat mm-hmm. and bella is like oh my god this is gonna be the longest like saturday of my life so she because she has like a job at the mike Mike's parents like store it's that's like, a like camping, you know, some hiking store, hiking store because she's an store? expert on yeah, the outdoors. Why she picked there to work? So she goes there to work, and then when she gets there, Mrs. Newton is like, "Hey, um, we actually don't need you this morning." So Bella is like depressed at first because she's like, "Oh shit!" Because yeah, she thought it was gonna help distract her, and now she's like, oh, "I have an idea." So she literally runs to her car and decides to go but to the push. split second decision to go mm-hmm. see Jake is because she sees a flyer with a wolf on it. Oh yeah, that's right. It like and she's like, oh Jake, let me go see him. But it ends up working because split second decisions kind of help. Take, yeah, they take Alice a while to see. Yeah, so I think her deciding like split second was actually really smart of her and like mm-hmm. a really good situation. So she gets to La Push and obviously Jake is like fucking elated. He's so excited and he like kind of like pesters her to tell him what happened in um, Volterra in Italy. So she like tells him like all about what happened, blah, blah, blah. And she like spills the beans that Alice can't see the future when wolves are involved. Mm -hmm. And Jake is like, that's so fucking cool. Like He's like happy about that. Yeah, he's so happy. And then he also tells her the full Victoria story about what happened in the woods. Like he tells her all the details, not the like nice Edward version. And you find out that like Rosalie gets involved in the fight too. Like Yeah, because she was like protecting Emma. Yeah, she comes like back up her man. Yeah. I mean Edward had told her the story in class like the day before or something. (gasps) Oh yeah. Through like their little paper messages. Oh yeah, and they have that conversation about like if there was a plane crash. Yeah, that was a funny conversation. Yeah, he was like, easy, I'd fly the plane. And she's like, oh my God, okay, we're going into death spiral. What do you do? And he's like, I grab you, I jump out of the plane. When you're safe, we run back into the wreckage and stumble around like two luckiest survivors. That was a funny conversation. And she's like, you're fucking impossible. But yeah. And then Jacob obviously continues to bother her about like her relationship. And he's basically like, it's it's kind of like unnatural. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, why don't you stick it within your own species? And she's like, oh, because you're not a natural Mr. Fucking Wolf. And he 
She's like, well, I'm kind of still human. And and he says it kind of like sadly at the end. And it guys, I'm still team Jacob at this point, remember? And like my heart breaks when he says it. He kind of insists to her. He's like, I'm still human. And that's when Bella kind of realizes no matter how much of a dick he is, because Jacob is a dick, but Bella's like, he's a part of my life and mm-hmm. I can't stay away from him. But anyways, so now that Jake that Jake and Bella are spending some time together, she finds out that Quill, his best friend, officially joined the pack. Yes, which Quill is very excited he about. Is. He's probably like the most excited of all of them to be a werewolf. I think he was like the only one who was hella <laughs> excited. And then you find out that like everyone is pretty happy about the wolf thing except for Jake. Like Jake is the only one who's still really bitter about He's it. He's like, I don't really want any of this. Yeah. And you find out that Sam was also really bitter at first. Yes, because when Sam phased, mm-hmm. he was the first werewolf in a while that the tribe had. Yeah. Because werewolves, they only tend to phase when there's vampires in town. Mm-hmm. And before the Collins, there was really no vampires there. Yeah. So for a while, there were no werewolves. Mm-hmm. And then once the Collins moved back, Sam was the first to phase. And he had really no one to help them or, or like out yeah, I to think go through this. He spent like weeks in his wolf form. Mm-hmm. Something like that. He like literally disappeared and everyone was so, so worried about him. Um, and this is also when you find out that the wolves can't age. Oh, and then Bella throws a fit at this. Yeah, She's like, am I the only one who's aging? I know. And I'm like, girl, you and every other 20-year-old on this planet is like worried about aging. Yeah. You're fine. But as long as the wolves phase, they don't mm-hmm. age. Yeah. And you also find out that like why – so Jacob looks like 25 years old even mm-hmm. though he's what, 17 or something like that. So he basically tells her, he's like, well, our bodies like fully mature as soon as like the wolf gene is triggered, which is why we look like literal adult men mm-hmm. even though we're like still teens. And she's and he's like, like 6'10 at this point or something like that. He's like 6'10 and like yacked. Jeez. And she loves it. Oh, you also oh, – this is when they tell the really sad story about Emily and Leah. Yes. So this is like a little love tri- – a side love triangle. Yes. That's apart from the main one. Um, about Sam, Leah, and Emily. Emily. Mm-hmm. So Leah Clearwater um, was the, was Sam's girlfriend yep. for a very long time. And Since they high school. Yeah, they were high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. And they loved each other, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And when Sam phased and kind of disappeared, Leah, Leah was, like, really upset about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, was distraught because mm-hmm. she had no idea where he went. Um, and then you find out that Emily, who is... Leah's cousin. Leah's cousin, comes to visit Leah um, at La Push at some point. And when Sam sees Emily for the yeah. first time, he imprints on her. Yeah. Which is a definitely a new concept for most people. Yeah. So it's like this concept that like your whole world revolves around like this person now. So essentially like Emily is Sam's soulmate. And you find out that Sam basically hated himself for a long time that he hurt Leah that he way. He broke her heart basically. Yeah, because he picked Emily over Leah he, he had like no choice and I is... think that the way that Jacob explains it at first which is probably the easiest way of saying it mm-hmm. is it's kind of imprinting is kind of like love at first sight yeah but that term love evolves mm-hmm. so it could be at first when you first imprint it could mean anything that love could be a brotherly love a friendly love mm-hmm. but it could have it could and in most cases evolves into a romantic love yeah because again he expl- the way he explains it, it's like well, you know, after you're getting all this love and affection from someone, how couldn't it evolve into like romance? Yeah, like how can you resist? Person? Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting topic that gets brought up at some point again. You either which, love it or you hate it, I guess. Yeah. 
So that's a very depressing story about Emily, Leah, and Sam. Oh yeah, and Leah is going to be a bridesmaid in their wedding, which is I just the fact that they're related just her make it makes it hurt oh, just it, a little it, bit more. Absolutely, because it was some random girl. At least you could be like, okay, it was some random. I don't have to be involved. Yeah, she has no choice now. That's her cousin, and they were I really mean, maybe close. Maybe I would have just too. said no to the bridesmaid thing and been like, not for me. Maybe Leah just likes to feel bad. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and you also have this like at the end of this. Um, part you have the like best conversation yes I love this part because Bella's like why can't we just focus on you being Jacob Edward is Edward and I'm Bella and he goes no he's a vampire, a vampire and I'm a werewolf and, and she goes well I'm a Virgo <laughs> I was like oh my god she brought up fucking astrology like every I, other basic I bitch would died when she said that though yeah I I was literally like that's that's cute that's good yeah, so she leaves La Push and yes, because she had a friend date with Angela. Yeah, she that promised same Angela. Day. She promised Angela that she would help her write her grad announcement. Okay, which is something that we really need to discuss because as Canadians, that is not something that we do. And I mean, other Canadians tell us like like we said, we live in Toronto, so like if. People in Canada from other provinces do this. Please let us know. But th- I think this is an American thing, like grad announcements. Yeah. And she was she was sending an announcement, like a, like a little card to every one of her relatives saying, mm-hmm. you know, I've graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And Yay I, me. And I can confirm this because when I lived in the States, obviously my roommates were American. And I had two, room, two roommates, I think, graduate while I was living with them. And they also sent out grad announcements. And I just thought it was... I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was a little weird. I mean, the only thought I can think of is like maybe in the states, most a lot of their family lives all over the country. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. but also like a text message or an a email, Facebook post, girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, a, a phone call. You yeah, call the most important people. You know, I don't know. Uh huh. I, I agree. I read it and I was Seems like, seems like a waste of postage stamps. Honestly, honest to fucking god. And let me tell you, postage is fucking expensive. So I'm saying, it seems like a waste of money. But anyways, so while she's at Angela's house, Bella kind of brings up the facts about Edward and Jacob and how Edward seems to think that Jacob is a bad influence on her. And Angela's he's like, like, he's she's trying to give her the bare minimum information. Yeah, minus obviously the, she can't be like he's a werewolf, he's a vampire. They hate each other. Yeah. And Angela's kind of like, do you think maybe he's just jealous? And Bella's like, huh. Edward couldn't be jealous. What? He's such a better person than that. But like, that's probably what it is more than anything I else. I think it's exactly what he's it is. He's still a man at the end. Yes, I mean, exactly. a vampire man, but still. Mm-hmm. So she ends up leaving. And then obviously like Edward meets up with her and he's like, oh, uh, hello, you cannot do this again. And she's yeah, you like, just like dip and go see Jacob. And she's like, vampires are dangerous. I think at this point also too, she brings up like, are you jealous? Or is this, she's like, is this, is this really just like a safety thing? A safety thing? Or are you jealous of him? And then he's like, well, maybe I'm a little jealous. And she, I feel like she's kind of like weirdly, like not happy about it, but like. Also oh, surprised. Yeah. Like, why like, you oh, you jealous? have this emotion? Like, that's insane. But yeah, he basically is just like, you can't go with him anymore. And she's like, we're not done with this discussion. You can't tell me what to do. Which I did a little fist pump for Bella because she's sticking up for herself, which is nice. So Edward um, now has Alice babysit Bella, essentially. Yeah, because he came home early, early. from the hunting trip because he was like, oh my God, where'd Bella go? I'm going to mm-hmm. lose my mind. Uh, so he needs to go hunting again. Yep. So this time he makes 
Alice babysitter. And I think he buys her a Porsche. Yeah, he does. Or something to like watch her. She was like the Porsche he that bribes she's, me. Yeah, the Porsche that she has stolen when they were in Italy. He buys her. He buys her that exact one. And she's so happy about it. So whatever. She's being babysat. And then she's just like, honestly, fuck it. I'm going to bed. I can't deal with this. And then Rose um walks in and she wants to talk to Bella alone which is like oh my god Rosalie fucking hates this girl so what are Mm -hmm. they gonna talk about this is when you hear probably one of the saddest backstories I would say other than Esme's um so this is Rosalie's backstory and I would say that a little bit of like a trigger warning in here for rape because it's gets quite graphic at one point Mm -hmm. but you basically hear that Rosalie just had this perfect life She's this gorgeous girl living in the time that she's living in. I think it was the 30s. Yeah, something like that. that. I think it was the 30s because she mentions her parents were pretty well off, even though it was the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was always her parents' aspiration for her to marry... Rich. Marry up. So she gets engaged to this guy named Royce King, who happens to be the owner's son of, like, the bank that her dad works for. And she's fucking, like oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I'm getting exactly what I wanted, blah, 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 blah. But she can't help but feel that Royce is not as like affectionate or whatever because she has a friend who married like, you know, your regular run-of-the-mill guy and they had this like beautiful baby boy with like- Curly hair. Curly hair, curly dark hair and she like loved it. And she ends up being right about having that bad feeling about Royce because she's walking home one night and- she sees Royce with his friends and he's like drunk off his ass and he calls her over and him and his friends basically rape her and leave her for dead in an alley, which is just mm-hmm. fucking awful. And like, I remember reading it the first time and I was like, this is insane. But Carlisle smells the blood, saves her and saves her. Uh huh. And Edward is pissed at this because he's like, oh, hello. She's the fucking most famous socialite. Right. Because the Collins were living there at the time yeah. in that area. And mm-hmm. they were like, he was, you know, a doctor. And so Edward was like, this is a bad idea because we're going to, well, essentially they're going to have to move mm-hmm. because no one can see Rosalie mm-hmm. because they think that everyone's going to think that she went missing. And- yeah. But Carlo's like, I couldn't not save her. Like, what was I supposed to do? So he um, saves her. And then Rosalie, in her very dramatic fashion, which I think is perfectly ex- acceptable, gets revenge by killing every single person. Without spilling any blood. Any blood. Because she didn't want something of them inside of her, which I think is so badass mm-hmm. that she had that kind of restraint as a newborn. But she kills them one by one and leaves Royce for last. And she wears a wedding dress. Very theatrical. I love it. Honestly, you go, girl. And she also, at this point, begins to kind of, like, blame her beauty for what happened to her. And she's kind of like, if I was just, like, a regular-looking person, Mm -hmm. um, would this have happened to me? And, like, reading this, I'm like, oh, girl. Like, it's hard to be hot, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Always, grass is always greener. Grass is always fucking greener. Anyways, and then she explains to Bella that the reason why, at first, she didn't like her was that she was jealous at the fact that Edward found Bella attractive and, like, wanted her. And Bella, like, so fucking self-combusts at this. She's like, what? Yeah, whereas Edward never found Rosalie attractive. Like, he, he never wanted her. Mm-hmm. So she was jealous of that. And and then she also, then she tells her what the real reason that she's jealous now is the fact that Bella wants to turn into a vampire and Rosalie's like, you're wasting a perfectly good human life because mm-hmm. that's what Rosalie at the end of the day wanted she wanted mm-hmm. to grow old with someone that she loved and have mm-hmm. kids she so, like she like jealous of her humanity yeah. if you will she like always pictures like her and Emmett gray-haired surrounded by their grandchildren and she's never gonna get that mm-hmm. and she tells Bella like you're making a mistake like you should stay human 
Um, and Bella is like much to think about. And then she goes to bed. So the next day when she goes to school, she's like walking up to school and who fucking rolls up on a motorcycle or no, does he drive his car this time? I think it's the motorcycle. I, I think know. it's a motorcycle. But anyways, Jacob comes up and he dead ass kidnaps her. Yeah. And he's like, run before Alice sees you. And he's like super proud of himself because now he knows that Alice can't see like werewolf decisions. So he takes her to La Push and she plays hooky. And this is when you find out some very interesting information about Quill. So Quill, his best friend, has imprinted on a two-year-old named Claire, who was Emily's niece. Yes. And when Bella finds out that he imprinted on a baby, essentially, the, the, she's yes. like, what the fuck? Ew, that's creepy. And then again, this is where Jacob explains more that, you know, that relationship, you know, at first is anything. Mm-hmm. So right now, she, Quill will be her biggest, best, like, br- a big brother. Mm-hmm. And then that will evolve later to, to best, best friend. friend. And then when she's older and wants romance... Then he'll will, be there. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's still a weird concept to me, but like, I, yeah. I guess I understand. I, I still think it's kind of weird. I understand. I'm not for it. I understand because at the end of the day, like, by the time they become romantic, Claire will be like an adult. Yeah, and I then, just. And then Bella's like, well, does Claire get a choice in this? Yeah. And then Jacob goes, yeah, she does. She can choose not to be with him. Mm-hmm. But then that's when he says, but, you know, after Quill has given her all this love and affection, how, could she, how could she not want him? And again, that's a little weird. And my my thing that's weird about it is not the Claire part because Claire, again, she'll be like an adult and she'll grow feelings for this man, whatever. My weird thing is that in the back of his mind, Quill must know that one day this little two-year-old, it's, it's just like his see, wife. I can't, I like, can't even ew. say it. I literally I can't. just think it's a, like, it's just like, ugh, I don't know. It's not for me. It's, like, yeah, it was a very like, I feel like it's such a controversial choice and I don't know why she put... Well, like, I, I think I think that a lot of Twilight fans are either for the imprinting plot or like point really or against aren't, it. And I've always kind of not been for it. It just seems kind so, of forcey, so... Yeah, I don't know. Like some claim... I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it wasn't yeah. for me. I and I mean, you definitely... I feel like this was definitely a plot device because of something that happens in Breaking Dawn, which we'll talk about in the next episode. True. I think it was to set up an event so that you had time to digest this concept because let me tell you, I needed the fucking time to digest the concept. But yeah, so anyways, she, she finds out that and then Jacob basically, oh, she asks him, she's like, well, like what happens like when you imprint and she, Jacob's like, I'll only ever see you. And again, yeah, Bella's like, because oh my God. she basically like, have you imprinted? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, no. And trust me, he fucking tried. He tried. He wants it to be Bella, but it's obviously not working. There are so many times in like the book when it's like, Jacob stared intently at me. And I'm like, this guy is trying to imprint so hard. So they like go and ride their motorcycle, blah, blah. And I don't know how they end up at the conversation. And he's like, well, at least I still have a couple of years with you. As in a couple of years where you're still human. And Bella's like, Jake, it's not years, it's weeks. Mm-hmm. And he blows his fucking gasket. And he tells her like, Something really mean. He's like, I would rather you be dead, essentially. Yeah. And she dead ass is like, fine, fuck you. And she gets on her motorcycle and drives across the tree line and Alice picks her up. Um, and then Edward comes home. They have a makeout session, which was very interesting because she thought that he was going to be like raging mad when he came in. And then he's not mad at all. Yeah, I like this. So at this point now, Edward has kind of decided that you know, he trusts Bella's judgment and he's like, if you want to see him, 
I'm not going to stop you anymore. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't want this to come between our relationship. Mm -hmm. He's like, I trust you. If you trust them, you think that they're safe, I believe you. And so I think that's a nice little, you know, like redemption for him Mm -hmm. about being so overprotective before. Mm -hmm. Now he's kind of like, I trust your decisions. Mm -hmm. So I liked that. I will say this, I think me watching the movie skewed my perception about Edward because I will say he's much more reasonable in the books. Like I read this conversation that they have and I was like, wow, like this isn't awful. He told her he trusts her judgment. That's amazing. Good for him. Whatever. Um, she tells him what Jake said that like Jake was like, I wish you were dead. And he's like, he's sorry. He's like, he's upset that she's upset. Yeah. He's not mad about like Jake being a dick because like, he's like, I don't give a fuck about that guy. He's just he's like, I'll kill him if you want me to. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> no. Funny, but no. And then he also, oh, she also mentions the whole Rosalie thing. And she's like, so did you ever like find someone attractive? Like Rosalie mentioned the Denali sisters. And then uh, Edward tells her like, yeah, like I guess they were hoping like I could find someone up there. And Tanya, one of the sisters, showed interest in me. And Bella obviously gets jealous and she's, because like vampires are gorgeous. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, what does Tanya look like? And he's like, you know, like kind of like us, like pale skin, like what da She's blonde. And then Bella is kind of like, oh. Like, of course she's gorgeous. And Edward says, I prefer brunettes, which is cute. cute. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. as a brunette, that resonated with me. <laughs> and then she goes home and then she finds that Jake had left a message of on course. the phone saying that he was sorry. He didn't mean what he said, blah, blah, blah. And right now she's still too mad. Oh, she is. So she's like, I'm not interested in talking He to like him. grovels, but she's like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not having it. And so I guess she just decides to distract herself by doing some cleaning around the house and does some laundry and she notices that a bunch of her clothes are missing Mm -hmm. and she's kind of like i don't know did rosalie not alice Alice, you know take some clothes when she packed them for my sleepover Mm -hmm. or did Mm -hmm. she clean my room and put things somewhere she's like so confused yeah but when edward comes he's he recognizes an unfamiliar scent in her in her Her room room. Mm -hmm. and she's like no 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 someone was here yeah and he's basically like, I don't recognize the scent, but I know it's a vampire. So obviously he freaks out and they decide to go to like the Cullen house or whatever. And Edward like reams Alice out and he's like, I can't believe this happened. Why couldn't you see it happen? And Alice is like, dude, fuck you. You're making me watch the Volturi. You're making me watch Victoria. You're making me watch Bella. You're making me watch Charlie. Like, do you want me to add anyone else to the list? Like when... Alice basically says that her gift is not, like, infallible. Like, the more things she has to do, the more unreliable it becomes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, duh. Like, and he does eventually apologize to her. But um, I think all the Collins, though, at this point are like, no, like, don't worry about it, Bella. You're not in danger. It was probably just, like, a really curious vampire because they probably smelled all the vampire on you and thought that it would be a good idea to, like, check it out. And Bella's like... Sure, sure. Yeah, let's okay. go with that for now. Fine. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die and Charlie's going to die, but like, we'll go with that explanation. Um, And then Edward has a phone call with Jacob. Mm-hmm. And he basically asked Jacob to like come to Bella's house and smell yeah. her room to see if, see if he's recognized the vampire scent before. Mm-hmm. So Jacob comes, Edward dips because he doesn't want to see Jacob. Mm-hmm. And Jacob like smells the room, he takes note of the scent and he's like, well... We'll take care of it if we ever come across this. Yeah, like now I know what it smells like. And because the pack like all shares one fucking brain when Mm -hmm. they're a wolf, he's like, now everyone knows what it smells like. He also brings up the change again. Yeah, he's like, what's the exact date? 
And she's like after graduation and he slices his hand open. Yeah, because he was like helping her do dishes and he was holding a knife. And he fucking like squishes his hand on the knife and like bleeds everywhere. It's pretty funny. So she starts like bleaching everything like it's a crime scene because... (laughs) And then Jacob leaves and when Edward comes back, he's like, did you stab him? (laughs) Which is so funny. But then she feels really bad because she's like, oh fuck, I forgot the knife because there's the knife sitting on the counter with Jacob's blood. He's like, don't worry, I don't want Jacob's blood. He smells gross. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cute. But, um, oh, when Edward comes back and he brings in the mail and he's like, look what I got. And it's an acceptance from Dartmouth for Bella. And she's like, what the fuck? Did you pay them to let yeah, me like, in? Did you pay for like a new library or some bribe yeah, like, to get me like, in? Like, what are we going to be selling, studying at the Cullen Wing of the library yeah. or something? And again, he's like, why don't you just go to college for a year? Then they figure out that clearly someone took the stuff in her room mm-hmm. all those clothes that she was missing mm-hmm. to like trace her scent yeah and on another note while this is going on seattle is also getting murders, way worse the murders in seattle are getting worse and since they know it's obviously some vampire mm-hmm. they're wondering why the vulture hasn't stepped in because the vulture are supposed to step in when vampires are killing very conspicuously which they are which right is now. kind of happening right now but mm-hmm. the Vulture hasn't stepped in yet, so they're kind of confused. So this is definitely, like, sus. Like, right now, I think this is going to become Edward's favorite theory, that it's something to do with the vulturery, all of this. Mm -hmm. So, um... Oh, before I think before this, Jacob had asked her to like come down to the push for the bonfire. So she, Bella is like, you know what? I am going to go down. Mm-hmm. But before she leaves, there's this like really cute scene where she like goes into the garage at the Cullens and she sees her motorcycle. And beside it is like this like gorgeous motorcycle that Edward buys himself. And Edward's like, oh, I realize now that that was like a you and Jacob thing, not like a me, you thing. Mm-hmm. And then he gives her a gift. He's like, at least wear this helmet because you're dumb for not riding a motorcycle without a helmet. Like, she, right now they were riding motorcycles without a helmet. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's so dumb. I don't know why people do that, but I digress. So he's like, if you're going to keep riding it, please wear this helmet. Mm-hmm. And he buys her like a, a cute biker jacket too. And he calls her sexy. Yeah. Which was like, I think that was like the first time he ever called her like outright sexy Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god my heart like skipped a little bit of a beat so he drives to the treaty line and like Jacob picks her up and I think at one point Bella even says that she's like I feel like I'm being dropped off between my divorced parents Mm -hmm. which is so true like they literally meet at this like imaginary line and they just like pass her off throughout the book poor girl yeah so at this bonfire this is when he gets all these legends about the Quileute tribe yeah and she learns, like, about the spirit warriors. Yeah, they were the, the spirit warriors. And there was, um, I guess the first spirit warrior was Taha Aki, according to their legend. Yeah. And so, like, his whole, like, tribe, like, they didn't necessarily turn into wolves. They could just leave their bodies. Like, their spirits yeah, could leave Yeah, travel the in the spirit worlds and they would yeah. all interact in the spirit world. So they, like, kept their tribe safe and whatever. But then there was this one guy, and I mean, I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but Utlapa. Um, who decided that, like, he didn't want to be friends with the other tribes. He thought that because, like, they were so strong, they should just, like, take over. Mm-hmm. But, like, Taki was like, no bitch. But then Ulapa pulled some, like, really shady stuff. And while Taha'aki was away from his body, Ulapa went into Taha'aki's body mm-hmm. and sliced open Ulapa's neck. Yes. So it looked like Taha'aki's so own body was taken mm-hmm. and he didn't have another body to go into. So he was trapped in the spirit world. Yeah. So for a while, he was just seeing Udlapa pretending to be him. And doing some and stupid shit. doing bad stuff with the tribe. Mm-hmm. And then 
Eventually, Tahaki decides to inhabit a wolf, and the wolf gladly shares his body with yeah. him. Yeah. And, like, the another spirit warrior, I think, kind of, like, figures out that, like, Tahaki is not being normal. And at this point, Ulapa in Tahaki's body had forbid any spirit warriors from, like, leaving their body. Because if they entered the spirit world, they would know mm-hmm. that... Tahaki. They would have seen Tahaki in the spirit world. And they would have been like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. So this one guy, like, doesn't listen. And while the rest of the tribe is protecting him, he, like, goes into the spirit world. And he's like, oh my fucking god, that's Tahaki's spirit. And when he goes back into his own body to tell everyone the truth, Ulapa, like, promptly murders him. And then Tahaki gets so mad in this wolf's body. And they say something like his anger was the anger of a man mm-hmm. and he was so angry that the wolf phased into, into a, man. a man and obviously he like defeats Taha- uh defeats Ulapa and then from then on all of Tahaki's descendants are not just spirit warriors they now like phase in and out of a wolf yeah so then you get to the cold one like how the vampires come in mm-hmm. yeah so like years later um, women started disappearing from another tribe. Yeah. And they were blaming it on Tahaki's tribe. Mm-hmm. And they obviously, they weren't the ones doing it. Mm-hmm. And so when Tahaki and his family investigated, they were fi- they found out that this male vampire was the one that was killing all these women. Mm-hmm. But at first, um, when they tried to attack him, I think that all almost all of his sons died. I think and, except for like, like one. Yes, yeah, so, except for one survived. Um, and then they end up being able to kill the vampire. Finally. But that vampire had a mate mm-hmm. who got super upset when her mate when died. They, when her mate died. So she tries to avenge him by, you know, killing everyone in, in that tribe. Yeah. So when she gets there, she kills Tahaki's last son, the only son left. And then when Tahaki sees that, he phases back into a wolf and he hasn't done this for a very long time. So he's kind of like losing this fight. And at this point, I think Tahaki has lived like a very long time. So yeah, he's, so he's had more than one wife. So he's on his third wife right yes. now. Wife number three. And wife number three notices that Tahaki is losing. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that if she kills herself, like stabs herself, basically all the blood will distract the woman. So that's exactly what she does. She kind of like goes in front of the woman, stabs herself in the heart. And as she's bleeding out, Tahaki wins. I think also that that other son was from a previous wife. And I think that in the story, Tahaki's sons with the third wife mm-hmm. are still alive. And so when they see, oh yeah, when they see their mother die, they're so filled with rage that even though that they're not the the right age to start phasing they still phase yes and they help the fa- their father mm-hmm. finish off the yeah. vampire but i think tahaki at this point is so upset about his third wife which also happened to be like his favorite who he considered like his soulmate i, I think. think that was probably who ian printed on yeah I'm sure he decides to just never change back into a man again and the wolf gift basically just continues to pass down along mm-hmm. the line and that's why i mean here's my thing okay i get her sacrifice tell me your thing but like Realistically, you just needed a couple drops to distract the vampire. You know I, what I mean? I, like, I mean, cut the palm, cut a finger, maybe a weird place on the arm. Not a major artery, of course. She literally but, stabs herself but in she, the heart. she downright kills herself. I know. And you know what pisses me off, too? This woman kills herself... And they don't even remember her fucking name. <laughs> so true. They're like, what's her name? They keep saying like third, third wife, wife, third wife. And then at the end, Bella's like, I really wish they remembered her name. And I'm like, yeah, me fucking too. But like, also, she didn't need to kill herself. No. She could have just... She could have stayed alive. She could have just cut her her, hand, her palm or something. Anyways. Ugh. Yeah, but... 
that's the story. And Bella thought all their stories were really cool. Yeah. And like, I think Bella at this point finds out that like the wolves and vampires are basically like taking turns patrolling her house. Yeah. And protecting her. Yeah. So when she goes to school the next day, Alice is like, hey, Bella, I'm throwing a graduation party. And Bella's like, fuck. <laughs> because number one, she hates parties. Mm-hmm. Number two, she's panicking because she didn't realize how close graduation was. And she's like, oh my God, how am I going to say bye to everyone? Um, and Edward promptly takes this opportunity and he's like, hey, you know, you can wait, right? <laughs> And she's like, haha, shut up. And I think he even says, he's like, you know, I would rather me become a human for you than you having to become a vampire for me. Like, it's just, but obviously that's not possible. It would have been an interesting take, but she also like mentions at this point that she's worried that he's not going to like her when she's a vampire. Like, Mm -hmm. he's not going to be like attracted to her. Like, I won't be warm. I won't blush. I won't be soft. I'll smell different. And he's like you're so dumb of course i'm gonna like you you'll still be bella just more durable and then he's also insecure because he thinks that she doesn't actually want to marry him yeah she he thinks that she wants immortality more than him Mm -hmm. and then she's like no you're dumb yeah and like her reasoning for it is honestly not bad like Mm. she basically is like i'm not the girl Gets married at 18. Yeah. Because I got knocked up by, like, yeah. my boyfriend in high school. Because, like, let's face it, like, in, in that day and age, like, getting married at 18 is super – like, I know people do it, People but do it, but people, you know, say things behind their back. Of course, of course, because people are mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, you find out that, once again, Seattle is getting worse, and Edward is kind of, like, worried now. So he's like, hey, let's go talk to Jasper. And this is when you find out that Jasper has, like, this huge military – backstory yes which is a really good backstory i think and it's basically the premises for like the rest of the situation in the book Mm -hmm. so you find out like jasper i think where did he live texas or in the south somewhere i think texas somewhere in the south anyways but he gives a bit of a a backstory first about how in the south um south is it south america i think think it's also it's it's south south states and south also, states also south america like mexico right that which is north america yeah that back then there was territory wars between yes. vampires and they were all in this particularly in the south and they were all trying to fight for land and they were fighting each other for it and then there was one particular vampire benito benito who made the first army of newborns yeah and the thing with newborns is like they're super strong but they're really like they're volatile mm-hmm. you can't really control them you can't them. control them like, they don't really have many skills, mm-hmm. but if someone, if you use them to attack a, a coven of vampires who don't see it coming, they get the job they done. Could, they could wipe them out. Yeah. So it got so out of hand in the South that the Vulture actually had to intervene, and they basically cleaned house. They, yeah, they like, were killing all the newborns. They everyone. slaughtered everyone, mm-hmm. and this gave way to, like, smaller scale wars. So it was still happening. So at this point, Jasper has joined the Confederate Army, which is questionable in and of itself, mm, but, yeah, but we're just going to just skip that part. <sighs> So he joins the Confederate Army at 17, and while he's, like, patrolling or something, or he's going back to, like, yeah, his base. Yeah, one night he meets these three women on the road, mm-hmm. and he's kind of, like, suspicious of them. He's like, mm-hmm. these people don't really look, like, familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he goes, he asks them if they need any help, and he finds out that they're named Maria, Nettie, and Lucy. And they're all kind of, like, talking about him as if he wasn't there. Yeah, which is super they're weird. Like, 
mm, you do it. I can never finish once I'm started. Or yeah. Something. And he's like, what the He's like, what are they talking bug? about? He's like, can I help you? Yeah. And then basically they're, they're vampires. Yes. And Maria turns him into a vampire. So Maria is also one of the people who are involved in these territorial wars. Yes. And she wants to have, to create a very superior army of people that she's hand selected. Yeah. And so she thinks that he's interesting and that he might be, a good fighter, I guess. Yeah, because, like, she sees him and, like, at this point, he's, like, a major or something in the mm-hmm. army, even though he's very young because she yeah. recognizes, like, the, the rank on his jacket or something. So she changes him and she puts him in charge of the newborn army. And he's also in charge of disposing of them when necessary. Mm-hmm. So basically, once their strength has kind of, like, waned, he, like, yeah, I think kills he them. She, she wouldn't keep them, like, past a year or something yeah. because once they stopped being a newborn, mm-hmm. they weren't as useful yeah so maria does this for like a long time and i think she's like really successful with it but eventually gets to jasper because as you, like his power is like that empathy thing mm-hmm. so he feel so at this point he's like tired of killing and he actually makes friends with this newborn vampire named peter who eventually escapes with another newborn vampire named charlotte and then five years later peter comes back and is like hey jasper like you don't have to live like this you can come with us and jasper does he actually leaves uh, Maria and he goes with them. He leaves and he meets Alice. Yes, he meets Alice. They meet up with the Collins and apparently Alice kicks Edward out of his bedroom because Edward <laughs> has the best view. Um, so this is like that little backstory and why Jasper is like so important. Right, and the reason why Edward wanted uh, Jasper to tell Bella the story is because this is their news theory: is that in in Seattle, all those murders are because of someone creating a newborn army. Yeah, and they're very confused as to why this is happening in Seattle. Um, And then they kind of are like, well, why the fuck haven't the Vulture gotten involved? And then there's that whole theory of like, well, Loki, like the Vulture are probably fine if the Cullens get targeted because the Vulture were never really happy with how big the Cullen coven was. No, because I think that the Cullens are one of the largest covens. Who have like ties to each other Mm -hmm. rather than just like being vampires. And also Ara wants... Edward and Alice. Yeah. So he's like kind of wants the other rest, the rest of the Collins to yeah. die. So that maybe that the Vulturi, you know, are hoping for that. Hundred percent, they are. They're like, fuck it, kill him. So, anyways, they've decided that they need to train because yes. Jasper has the most knowledge about newborns, mm-hmm. and they require specific skill to be able to kill them mm-hmm. and to do it effectively. Since clearly they're going to be outnumbered, it's going to be oh, one hundred percent, yeah, seven against. 20 or something like that maybe even more they don't know the exact number right now yeah so jasper's like you need to train and jasper's also like it would be helpful if we had allies it wasn't just the the seven of us Mm -hmm. if there was more to help us so they they think to call their i guess they quote unquote cousins in denali for Mm -hmm. help and the denali are like we'll help you if you let irena one of the sisters kill the werewolves and you're like what <laughs> and it's because laurent when he was in denali had a thing with irena and maybe i guess irena felt more strongly for him than he her but now she wants revenge against the werewolves yeah she's the pissed as fuck killed laurent and obviously they can't let that happen because yeah, they have a treaty with so carlo's like, like no, uh, no hang like, like the just phone. stay in alaska see you later it's like you know what forget we ever asked um stay where you are yeah so Basically what happens now is the Collins have decided that in a week they're going to go to Seattle and they're going to clean house because they can't... they'd rather deal with it there than... Bring them to Forks. Bring them to Forks. Um, they find out that... Oh, you find out that Renee can't come to like Bella's graduation party, but Bella's low-key so, happy about yeah, this because then she'll be out of town. like She won't be in the danger. Mm-hmm. And then um, Edward goes hunting and like the divorced parents that they are, he 
drops her off at the treaty line and she goes to La Push, mm-hmm. where Bella ends up inviting um, Jacob, Jacob to, to the party. party. And at this point, I think Jacob's like tired. Yeah, he's like sleeping on the couch. And this is when she's having like an internal monologue. Yeah, she's just like talking about how she doesn't necessarily think she's quite ready to become a vampire yet. And she knows she wants obviously Edward to be mm-hmm. the one to change her, even though she realizes that that's like not really a necessary request because yeah. like, once she turns into a vampire, she's not really going to care who changed her. Yeah. She does make a comment though. She was like, in some part of her, she wants it to be his venom. That's yes, the one who changed her to tie him to her like permanently. Or something. Yeah. It's know. very, yeah. She's like, I know this is a weird thing to think, but that's how I'm thinking. Yeah. Anyways. And she's, she's like, but also saying that she's not ready for marriage and she doesn't necessarily think that that's what she wants either. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of torn. Anyways, that's, that's her little inner monologue. So and then Jacob wakes up and when he wakes up, he's like, listen, I need you to know something. I know graduation's coming up soon. I need it to be crystal clear. No miscommunication. I need you to know all your options. I love you. And I want you to choose him or I want you to choose me instead of him. And she's like, oh. so she tells him, okay, I love Jacob. I just want to say that. Okay. So she tells him that I, I do love you, but I love you like family. Like I love you like Charlie, which is like such a fucking low blow, like poor guy. And he is like, you know what? That's fine. I'm still going to stick around because Jake is convinced that she loves him too. He and just won't she, admit she it. just won't admit it. And she's very adamant that that's not the case. So he decides that the best way to get her to admit her love for him is to kiss her without her permission because he's a fucking idiot. So he kisses her and she's like standing there like a board. And when he stops, she punches him in the face. And good job. Because he's a, which I mean, you go girl, like he kissed you without your permission. As much as I love Jacob, like he's such a dumbass. It was, it was so bad. I was pissed off when I read it because I was like, Dude, like, really, you're going to be that guy? Anyways, I had a lot of feelings like, about this. Like, it was this. just like you're forcing yourself on her. Like, no, no. I anyways. know. <laughs> anyways, he's a, he is a werewolf and super strong. So when she punches him. She breaks her fucking she breaks hand. breaks her hand. And she's like, oh, my God. My hand is, like, hurting so much. And then she makes him drive her home. Yeah. And then what I needed even more. Oh, my God. Was yes. her dad's reaction to Jacob punt, like to Jacob kissing her without her consent. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, good job." Yeah, you, you go, go, son. Or he goes, like "Good that. for you, buddy," or yeah. something like that. And I was like, "Charlie, what the fuck? That's your daughter." She was so mad that she punched him. Like, mm-hmm. hello, Edward. She she calls Edward and she's like, "I need Charlie. I need Carlisle to look at my hands." Yeah. So Edward comes and he tells Jacob that the next time he does that, he will break her his jaw on her behalf. And Jake, like, makes this, like, obviously snarky comment. It's like, well, what if she asks for it? As in, like, asks him to kiss her next time or something like that. And Edward is like, well, that's a different story. If she if she gives you permission. If she says, kiss me, then we're fine with it. But yeah. if she doesn't give you permission, I will break your jaw. Yeah. And Edward, they, they both basically come to the conclusion that they're both going to fight for her. And they both say they're not going to fight fair. Mm-hmm. So war is on. Um, Carlyle does end up fixing her up. And then she kind of has this, like... Again, another little internal monologue because Edward makes this offhanded comment that Jasper is going to win a bet. And when she asks about the bet, Emmett, she realizes that Emmett and Jasper have made a bet on how many times she's going to slip up as a newborn. Mm -hmm. And Jasper thinks that she's going to slip up a lot. And Bella is kind of like, oh my God, is is that literally going to be my life when I'm a newborn? Am I going to be able to do nothing else? So again, she has like another internal crisis over like turning into a vampire. Um, So after this is her graduation, graduation, which is pretty uneventful. She graduates. Uneventful. But while at this graduation, she does kind of figure out that obviously it's always Belle figuring this out. Like 
You got a house full of vampires who are ancient, and, and, it's, and supposed it's the eighteen-year-old really who figures everything out. Anyways, she figures out that the vampire who stalked her and who tried to like who stole stuff in her room to tra- to trace her scent, mm-hmm. that vampire it must be connected to the newborn army, and that this newborn army isn't trying to attack the Collins per se; they're trying to get to Bella. And Bella is happy about this, keep in mind, because she's like, oh my god, everyone's going to be safe. They just want to kill me. And because, you know, everything is Bella's fault and mm-hmm. everyone wants Bella dead, yada, yada. Then they have that, like, they have grad a party, party, even though this- there's this whole ass revelation about this newborn army. Yeah, and then at this vamp- at this party, Alice has a vision uh, again, and you could see Bella, like, notices her having a Yeah, she's at so Ravens again. Yeah, and then she, like, disappears, and while... Bella is searching for Alice at their house because their house is ginormous. The Jacob comes house. in. Jacob comes in and she's like, I'm sorry. Did Was my right hook too like, not subtle enough for you? That was me uninviting you. <laughs> Bella's sassy in this book. Right? I love it. And he's like, oh, come on. like Forgive me or whatever. Yeah. And then he gives her a cute little present. Which is sweet. He gives her like this little key to a little a charm bracelet. Yeah. He didn't make the bracelet. But he whittled this tiny <laughs> little werewolf charm and put it on the bracelet and i'm like this thing is so tiny he has ginormous hands this guy is how did he make that this guy is 610 and i can imagine his big fucking beefy hands trying to whittle this tiny little wolf so it fits on a charm bracelet and it's just fucking comical like i'm just like the thought of it just like i I can't picture that happening no but like it's still cute it's sweet anyways Oh, Jake realizes that, like, something's kind of going down. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to be involved. Like, what the hell's the problem? So then Alice tells Bella what her vision was, that the newborn army is coming to Forks. And everyone's like, DEFCON yes. one. And so, like, the, so Jacob, on behalf of the werewolves, are like, we're going to be involved. We're going to help, whatever. And so they get invite. the werewolves get invited to train with the Cullens so that mm-hmm. they know what it's like mm-hmm. to fight newborns. Mm-hmm. And when Bella's, like, talking about the situation to Edward, Bella's like... Hey, I'm pretty sure this is Victoria doing all this because, you know, she's Sherlock Holmes. And Edward, because Edward, he thinks he's smarter than her, yeah. is like, no, it's definitely the Volturi. He's like insistent that if it was Victoria, Alice would have saw her or something. Yeah. So that's the end of that conversation. And then they go and train. In like and, the middle of the night. Yeah. And Jasper basically tells him like, newborns are strong, but dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just be kind of like, go in for the not obvious kill. Like, Don't let them get your arms around you. Yeah. Stuff like they'll that. crush like, you, things like that. Yeah. So they all like kind of like spar together and whatever. And then it comes up to this problem of like, what are they going to do with Bella during this fight? Because again, Bella's, let's face it, useless. She's the only human Straight in the situation. Yep. So what they decide to do is they're going to have Jacob carry Bella to mask her scent and bring her to a safe spot after they've left a false trail to To a clearing clearing. where they're going to end up fighting. And then they're going to send Seth to stay with Bella because Seth is quite young and they don't want him to like fight and stuff. So they think this is the best thing. Um, So that night when they get home, Edward is basically grumpy pants because Jacob gave her a present and Edward cannot give her presents because Bella doesn't like it when Edward gives her things. And he's all like, mur, mur, mur. like, I'm upset that I can't give you anything. And I think he says, like, if I give you a present and it's like a hand-me-down, would you accept it? And she's, she's like, like, yeah, as long I guess. spent no money. And he's like, okay, we'll talk about this later. And then previously at the clearing, Jasper had a thought that Edward, like, immediately shut down. Shut down. He was like, oh, 
it would be helpful if Bella was here because then, then the new boards would like lose all control. And mm-hmm. Bella's, Edward's like, she's not going to be in the clearing, you absolute idiot. Yeah. And then Bella's like, it's actually a good idea yeah. to be there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have to keep in mind, like Jasper's thinking like military. He's not thinking of like you as like a human being mm-hmm. who I love. So they kind of like put an end to that conversation. And he's like, no, you're going to not stay in the clearing. He also like, Edward also spills a lot of the wolf tea at this point because you read all their mind while all the wolves were watching them train he tells um bella that jacob is second in command which Mm -hmm. she didn't know he also tells bella that leah clearwater actually turned into a wolf which they didn't think was possible she's the first female which is pretty badass she also tells or he also tells bella that Embry is most likely the half brother of either sam jacob or quill right because Embry is not technically He's not Quilliot on his mom's side. And technically, he's not Quilliot on his dad's side. Or he shouldn't be. Yes. But then when he turned, everyone was like, he must be related somehow because only descendants of the Quilliot line can turn into wolves. Yeah. So they don't know whose half-brother he is. But Yes. That was... Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Edward was like, oh, there's so much drama. This is so fun. Um, Then Bella asks Edward something that she considers very selfish. She asks him to stay behind with her in the fight during the fight he's like you're asking me to not fight with my family and she's like yes Yes. (laughs) and he's like okay fine because obviously the last time that they were apart didn't Didn't work out out very well so anyways i think this is like the night before the fight it's like two nights before the fight like that that. so alice makes sleepover plans with bella to cover for 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 charlie Charlie. and technically what's really happening that night is the rest of the Cullens are going to hunt so that they're their strongest for the fight. Mm-hmm. Whereas Edward, since he's not fighting anymore, is just going to stay with Bella that night. So it's going to be a sleepover. So Edward and Bella are alone. At the Cullens' house. Yes. And he brings up that gift thing again. And he basically gives her this charm, this crystal charm in the shape, shape of, of a heart. heart. To go on her charm bracelet. Right. And he's like, well, you know, it's like sparkly and hard. And just like, yeah. Just like me. Mm-hmm whatever he gives her a what again what bella thinks is a crystal like we're talking like swarovski crystal charm actually a diamond but she doesn't know that yet yeah she does not know that it's like a fucking four carat diamond whatever casually dangling from the klutziest persons on the planet's wrist um bella also decides that this is an excellent point in time to renegotiate this whole like vampire deal so like obviously edward's terms are i will change you if you marry marry me first first and so she's like hmm i want to add one more term for me and he's like okay what is it he's like i'll give you anything yeah so she's like i want to have sex with you while i'm still while i'm still human and he's like anything but that (laughs) and she's like no you don't understand because when i'm a newborn what is it like it's going to take me years to like think of anything else other than thirst i want to have like Mm. a good experience and he's like i could literally kill you and she's like, I will die for that dick. <laughs> like, she straight up is like, I don't care. You're not going to hurt she's me. like, I trust you. You're not going to hurt me. And he's like, you're insane. She gets like really upset too because I think she thinks that. Like he doesn't want her. Yeah, he's rejecting her. And he's like, you're so dumb. Like I literally she's have like, a boner for yeah, you. But <laughs> that's not the reason. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you. Trust me. I'm still a 17-year-old. I have needs. Yeah. But he's afraid that if he gives in and has sex with her, she won't go through with her part of the bargain and marry him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, 
But it's also more than that. Yeah, It's yeah. a little virtuous. Yeah, it is. He also mentions that, like, he wants to protect her virtue. Yes. So he would rather them wait till after they were married. And I mean, I, I guess I get that because, like, the time period he was born in. Like, he mentions, like, if this was a different time, I would have, like, courted you. Mm. I would have, like, brought you flowers and, like, blah, blah, blah. So she kind of is like, oh, fine, we'll get married. But then I want to have human sex with you. And he's like, fine, can I put a ring on it now? And she's like, oh, if you must. So he, like takes out the ring. So new arrangements have been made. Yeah. They're new. They're, this is their new deal. The new deal is she will marry him. They will have, have sex. sex. And then after that, he will turn her into a vampire. And this is their current compromise. This is their compromise. And like, see, nice little compromise. I mean, you know what? Sure. If that's the way you want to go about it. And, and I'm sure we'll find out in the next book what happened. Yep. So now that they've had their like new compromise, Alice, like, ambushes Bella and is like Bella do you love me and Bella's like yeah what the fuck are you talking about and Alice is like then why do I see you running off to Vegas and getting married without me right because Edward had mentioned he's like we don't have to make a spectacle of the wedding we can literally go to Vegas yeah she's like great I love that and Alice is like you cannot do this to me and Bella's like oh fine like you can plan the wedding Alice also lets it slip that the uh the charm bracelet is uh diamond and Bella's like oh my fucking god (laughs) So they said this like false, so whatever. They have this like little conversation and yeah. And then he find, like Edward, the ring that Edward gave her was also his mom's ring, which is sweet. Like it's like an heirloom, mm-hmm. um, which is cute. But anyways, back to the real problem. That's yeah, the actual story. plot. <laughs> yeah. So that day they set the false trail. Bella's like smearing her blood on like trees and stuff. Yeah, she's taking this job very seriously. Yeah, and then Jake comes, picks her up, and starts running to the campsite that he's supposed to drop her off at. And this is like nine miles, so they have a lot of time to talk. And he kind of like, they talk about the kiss and he pesters her and he's like, how does it feel to kiss a vampire and all that stuff? And then she kind of like bugs him too. She's like, hey, you didn't tell me that you were second in command. And then he kind of says like, well, actually I should have been the alpha, but I didn't want it. And she's like, oh shit. He goes, when Sam offered it to me, I turned it down. Yeah, he was like, he can keep it. So technically he's chief Sam. In terms of like, I mean, Jacob. No, like, like when he gave it up to Sam, right? Like, makes a comment that like technically he's Chief Sam, right? Whereas it should be Chief Jacob. Yeah, exactly. If he, if you're following like the line, yeah. So (laughs) this is this ensues probably like the best chapters in the whole book. Honestly, the next chapter is probably my favorite. Yeah, the next like couple are like hella good. Yeah. So then, so Jacob drops her off at the tent. The other campsite in like Edward's the middle of the mountains. There. Yeah. And so Bella goes to sleep or whatever or tries to, but it's cold. It, there's a snowstorm. There's like a snowstorm and she is not dressed properly. She's like and teeth she's chattering. Yeah, she's freezing. And Jacob comes into the tent and he's like looking at her and she, Edward's like, no. And you're like, wait, what's happening? But Jacob in his head is like, if I sleep in the sleeping bag with her, basically, she'll be kept warm because Jacob basically runs is like... A fur- he's a furnace. Yeah, he runs a fever and temperature. And like, keep your hands off her. And a little fight almost breaks loose. Yep. And Bella's like, relax, people. Yeah. And then Jacob goes, she might need her toes someday. And honestly, he's not wrong. Like, but I get it. Like, Edward was like, dude, fuck you. I don't want you in a sleeping bag with my girlfriend. Fiance. Fiance now. Oh my God, yeah. But anyways... Jacob cuddles right the fuck up. Yeah, and Bella, you know, it's better for her. She's, Way better. She's not going to freeze or, like, die that night from mm-hmm. the cold. 
And while she sleeps, yeah, while she sleeps, quote unquote, because yeah, like, she she's not sure if she is imagining this conversation that Edward and Jacob are having, mm-hmm. but it's it's actually for sure happening. Mm-hmm. So they have like this talk basically, and Jake's like being kind of an ass. He's like making all these snide comments, like, "Oh, if you took your clothes off, like it's survival one oh one, or like, mm-hmm. "Hey, are your lips cold? Like I could heat them up." And poor Edward is like enduring all the thoughts. Yeah, God knows what. Jacob oh is my, thinking of right what now. What seventeen year old boy is thinking? Yeah, and Jake like flat out asks Edward. He's like, "Are you jealous?" And Edward is like, "Of course I'm fucking jealous that you can do this for her and I can't." Like, are you stupid? And Jake like is constantly insisting. Like, she's like, "You know that he, he's like, you know that she loves me." And Edward kind of like concedes. He's like, "You know what? Like, she probably does love you in some way, um, but I, I'm not sure." Mm-hmm. And then Jake. This part's really sad. He's like, what is it like to lose her? Edward was like, I can't even describe it for you. Yeah. So Jake kind of like wants to see what it's going to be like. Because in his mind, that's what's going to happen. She's going to be dead to him, basically. Mm-hmm. And then Edward explains that like four things could have like happened in their relationship. Like the first thing is like she just wasn't super in love with him. And like she would have gotten over him. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's Jake's favorite option. Mm-hmm. Second option is Edward's favorite, which is like where she stayed human. And he just like kept her company i don't fucking yeah, know it's she weird aged none no third option was him leaving right which which is bad option yeah and overall. then option four and then option four was her Changing turning her, into a vampire which is what's going to end up happening so then jake like insists he's like dude honestly with another six months like if you had just stayed away she probably would have been happy with me and edward's like honestly you're probably right but side point which is a very good point he it is a good up. point he goes you didn't imprint on her so mm-hmm. clearly there's someone out there who you will imprint on. And, you know, when you imprint on her, you'll have no... When you imprint on that person, you'll have no choice mm-hmm. but to be with that person. So you'd be effectively leaving Bella too. Yeah. And Jake kind of, like, doesn't say anything to that because he's like, Edward's right. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, what did Jake plan to do? Just, like, stay forever in, like, La Push and, like, never leave? Like, what if someone, like, fucking stopped at the gas station while he was filling up gas and... He, it's, if, if it's something that they can't control, you know what I mean? It's completely possible Like, it's that it completely possible that one day he would inevitably leave Bella. Yeah, which is, again, very depressing. And I think Edward says that, and I'll be waiting in the wings to, like, mm-hmm. pick her up after. Because at this point, Edward is kind of like, listen, it's up to her. Like, if she tells me she doesn't want me and she wants you, I'm going to respect that decision. Am I going to completely give up on her? No, I'll stick around and wait until you fuck up, but I'll respect it. Um, Jacob also spills the beans on like the third wife at this point because Edward is like, he heard like Bella talking about that in her in her dreams or something. Yeah, and she's, she's like, what is this third sleep? wife bullshit? Mm-hmm. And he sees the story in Jacob's head and Jacob's like, oh, fuck, because they both realize like that's something that she relates with. Yeah, which is insane. But anyways, um, that next morning, Bella luckily survives the fucking snowstorm mm-hmm. because of Jacob the furnace and Edward and Bella talk about their 10 best nights. And most of them are the same. They're like, oh, you know, the night... We came back from Italy. Yes. I don't even remember what they Like were. the first night I like slept in your, I don't know, something like that. They had a bunch of the same, but then Edward mentions, you know, my favorite night was when you agreed to marry me. When you agreed to be Mrs. Cullen. then you hear like a howl outside and Bella realizes that Jacob heard that mm-hmm. and she's pissed. She's like, why would you say that? To, like, you know that he was listening. And then Edward's like, well, you know, I never said I would play fair either. And I he know. deserves to know. And I mean, like, I get what he's saying, but I also understand why Bella's pissed because I think she wanted to do it on her terms, mm-hmm. which I totally get. So then 
Edward feels bad and he's like, okay, I'll go get him. I'll make him come back. And so Bella's like waiting there and is like crying hysterically, I'm sure. Like she's just really upset. 100%. And so Jacob comes back and she's he's basically saying, you know what? I'm just going to go fight in this in the war the with the newborns or whatever war you want to call it. And I'll just die and make it easier for you. As and she is just like beside herself yeah she's like begging him to stay she's like no don't do that you're not thinking clearly and he's like why why would i stay what's my reason for staying and she's like just stay because like i want you to and he's like that's, that's not, not enough. enough but if you ask me to kiss you and she's like fuck me so she asks, that's what she does she's like jacob kiss me kiss me and stay so he kisses her and at first when he kisses her. She's like obviously reluctant because mm-hmm. like she doesn't really want to kiss him. So she's like standing there like a board. Like she, he's he's kind of like putting his hands on hers and like making her hug him. And he's basically like he goes to her at one point. He's like you can do better than this. And so finally she like kisses him back. And then I think that this is the point where she realizes that you know she does love him. That yeah, way. like not just as a friend. Yeah, she loves him. She is in love with him. Obviously not the same way that she's in love with Edward. But yeah. she does love him. And this is her, like, realizing that, you know, she was avoiding those feelings before because she knew that it wouldn't change anything. Yeah. And I think, like, at one point she even mentions, like, she didn't have to be careful with Jacob. Like, it was passionate in a different way that, like, she was with Edward. Mm-hmm. Edward, she's passionate because, like, she loves him. But Jacob, there's no restraint because he's not going to, like, accidentally kills her if he, you know, squishes her But anyways, he decides to leave still. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't want to miss the fight. I, he was like, he's like, I need my chance to kill some vampires. And he says this, like, really sweet thing at the end. He Like, at the end, he gives her this, like, really sweet kiss. And then he's like, that should have been our first kiss. And I think that just makes her more upset. And she he leaves. And then <laughs> fucking Edward comes back. And he's so sweet. He's not even mad. He's like, I'm not mad. He's like, I understand that you love him too. And then she goes, but I love you more. And mm-hmm. he's like, I know. But, like, I still get that there's... Yeah. He's like, he realizes, he goes... He even kind of blames himself. He's yeah. like, I left you and now I have to suffer those consequences. Mm-hmm. He's like, if I never left you, Jacob wouldn't have needed to put you back together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I left you and Jacob was the one who was there to help you get through that. Mm-hmm. And so now I have to suffer the consequences of you loving him that way. Yep. And he basically is like, you got to do what you got to do. And then she kind of like gets frustrated with him because he's being so calm. Mm-hmm. And she tells him she's like, fight back. And she wants him to like... She's like, make me forget his name. Like, essentially, she wants him to, like, make out with her, and he won't. <laughs> because he's like... Uh, the fight's about to start. He's like, girl, let's, listen. Let's prioritize here, please. Priorities, Bella. Um, so, I think, like, Seth is ask, acting as, like, the liaison mm-hmm. with, like, the wolves and stuff. So, that's how, like, Edward's knowing all the stuff about the fight. So, it's, like, happening, whatever. And then, all of a sudden, he goes, Seth, run. And Seth... Um, like Seth gets sent away and boom, who appears? Victoria. Fucking Victoria. So Bella was right. Because Victoria realized that they weren't in the clearing and she caught Edward's scent and yeah. she knew that Bella would be wherever Edward was. Because she's not a dumb bitch. So, but Victoria doesn't appear on her own. She appears with another person who you find out is named Riley. Yeah. Who she's convinced Riley that she loves him. Yeah. And that she's doing this for, for them. him, yeah. They need to conquer this. They need to win this territory so that they could be together. Be together or whatever. And the Collins were the ones that needed to kill. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And Edward is like, "Don't believe she's her. A liar. She had a mate. The only reason she's doing this is because we killed her mate, James. Mm-hmm. She never loved you. Blah 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 blah." But Riley refuses to believe yeah. him. But while he's like listening, Seth comes back. 
and just starts ripping Riley apart. Yeah, like he rips off Riley's hand and mm-hmm. like they go off and fight and Riley's like calling for Victoria and like and then Victoria's fighting Edward and I think at one point Victoria thinks that she's gonna lose so she starts to run away and then Edward's like fuck I need to kill her now yeah he like taunts her yeah he's like you're never gonna get a chance like this again but when she comes back she kind of like gains the upper hand Mm -hmm. a little bit and I think at this point um Bella Bella. yeah Bella kind of thinks that Edward so there's two like little mini fights going on Edward is Edward is fighting with Victoria Mm -hmm. and Seth and Riley are going at it. Mm -hmm. And and Bella thinks that they're both losing. Yep. And so she kind of panics a little bit. So she picks up a rock and she pulls the third wife card. I mean, she's a little bit smarter about it. I think she just cuts her arm. Yep. You know, she's she's stab herself in the heart. She's going straight for the heart. Yep. But it does the effect and it distracts the vampires to the point where, you know, both Seth and Edward are able to kill Victoria and Riley. Yeah. So she, yeah, she third wipes their ass. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally. And they win the fight, and obviously the only way to like make sure vampires are dead, dead is you have to burn them. Right, because they're so highly they were, flammable. Like, collect all the pieces, and they put it in a bonfire, mm-hmm. and then they have to go back to the main fight. The yes, where so at this point I think the main fight has like died down, but yeah. then Bella's like in shock, and all of a sudden like. Seth has to go because mm-hmm. something bad happened to a wolf. And they don't specify what wolf. Also, Edward tells her, oh, by the way, the, the Volturi are coming. coming. And then, oh, by the way, the wolf that got hurt was Jacob. Was Jacob. Jacob was trying to protect Leah, who was trying to fight this vampire by, by herself. And basically, the vampire got his arms around Jacob and just crushed his right side, yeah. like all of his bones. Like literally all his bones. And Bella fucking turns off. She's she like passes out. She was like, that was too much information for like two minutes. Like I need to take like a nap while my eyes are still open. Anyway, so they go back to the clearing. Yes. And the fighting, the fighting there has ended. They've killed all the newborns. The Cullens won, yay. Oh, except for one. They, so there was one vampire who um, seemed a bit reluctant to fight in the first place. Yeah, she was young. Yeah, and I think I think they say that she looked like no more than like 15, 15. Or She's a her baby. Name, yeah, her, you find out her name is Bree, mm-hmm. and Carlisle had offered her like... Asylum, basically. Uh, yeah, he's like, if you surrender and don't fight, we'll take care of you. And right. so she agrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Volturi show up. And I, they don't send um, Aro, Caius, and Marcus. It's like Jane, her brother, Dimitri, and Felix, I think, mm-hmm. that show up. And Jane is like, it's not your decision to make whether or not we, like, forgive this situation. So she ultimately decides to kill Bree. She also mentions she's like, you guys killed 20 vampires by yourself. Mm. She's kind of sus because they don't – because uh, they sent all the, vamp- the werewolves away because mm-hmm. the, the Volturi won't – honor an alliance with the werewolves. Right. So they send all the werewolves away. So they also didn't know that the vamp that there was, you know, almost like 10 werewolves helping them fight these vampires. Also question, um, how the fuck didn't Jane and them smell the wolves? No, they mentioned that. They said that they wouldn't be familiar with the smell of a werewolf. Oh, I understand. Because they don't there's no werewolves where they are. There's no werewolves in Italy? I guess apparently not. not. <laughs> not those types. Not anyways. those types. Not their type of werewolves. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're not really werewolves. They're shapeshifters. Oh, yeah. That's true. Right? Like, they're not, like, to the moon. It's like yeah, they can do it whenever exactly. they want. So okay, it's, like, okay. slightly different. Anyways. So Jane brings up the fact that she's, like, you guys, the seven of you killed 20 vampires. She's, like, by mm-hmm. your lonesome. And I feel like that kind of triggers 
she's like, wow, these guys are actually really skilled, mm-hmm. which might make them like, you know, more of a threat. Exactly. Yeah. Which is probably bad for them. But anyways. Yeah. And then she does bring up the fact, she's like, oh, you know, Caius will be interested to know that Bella's still human. And Alice jumps in right away and is like, the date has been set. Don't you worry, boo-boo. We're anyway, changing yeah. her. So they, the Volturi kills up the poor Brie girl. Yeah. And then they go home. Which and fight's over. Yeah. So at this point, I think like, the whole thing is for Bella to go back home, but Alice has to like do her makeup and stuff to pretend that they had that like sleepover weekend or whatever. Mm -hmm. And while they're like doing this, Alice and Bella talk about Bella's brain because Bella is wondering like why she doesn't get affected by certain things. And they basically conclude that like, if it's a power, a vampire power that's physical, like purely physical, it can still affect her. But if it has something to do with her brain, just her thoughts, she's like a little shield up there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Bella also asks Alice, are you sure you still see me becoming a vampire? And Alice is like, yes, for sure. So Bella goes home and talks to Charlie and she has this really cute conversation with Charlie and Charlie says something like, you know, I feel like something's changing. And Bella's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Charlie is like, well, you have to make sure to tell me before something major happens, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, sure, dad, no problem. But anyways, she also wants to go see Jake because Jake is super <sighs> injured. You know, he got his whole right side of his body shattered. So he, she goes to see um, him at La Push. And then she has a very sad conversation with him this part of the book see this part of the book made me cry because basically she's like jacob admits that like telling bella he was in love with her was a long shot like he knew that and she's like i i want you to be angry with me like that would be easier in this situation and he's like no like i'm i'm totally happy to be your friend she goes how can we be friends when we love each other like this and i just my heart shatters and he gives her like even even still he goes he's still saying he's like i would have been healthier for you i am the obvious choice yeah full life and then she even admits she's like i have seen like my future with you you know i think that at one point in the book she says you know i saw living a long life with him having kids that whole story so she admits like she saw a life with him and he basically says like I'll be waiting in the wings. And then she's like, yeah, until like my heart stops beating. And he goes, even when your heart stops beating. And I shed yes. fucking tears. Anyway. Well, you weren't the only one crying because Bella's like fucking sobbing and like sobs. And then Edward like finds her and he's like trying to comfort her. And this also broke my heart a little bit too because he's so sweet. Oh, love Edward. He's basically saying, you know, are you sure you've, you're making the right choice yeah. right now? He's like, would you be crying this much would you be this upset if you made the right choice and she's like listen dude i love him but not the way i love you and i know i'm making the right choice and to kind of prove that she's like okay i'm gonna go tell alice that the wedding's on so like obviously when they go tell alice alice is like hee, i saw that you were gonna tell me i already have your wedding dress and like which is kind of weird but whatever so she like buys a wedding dress for bella that's like very reminiscent of the mm-hmm. fashion of like that was popular yeah. when Edward was alive. Alice also is maid of honor. And they pick a date, August 13th. Yep. Which is a, a month away from Bella's yeah. 19th birthday. And I think Edward at this point realizes that, like, Bella's really trying to, like, make everyone else happy. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and this is this is a cute conversation, too. I did enjoy this one, yeah. Yeah, and Edward won some major points for this. He he's did, he did. He's basically like, okay, the deal is off. He's like... You can have whatever you want. Yeah. I, he's like, I don't need anything in return. Yeah. He's like, I'll turn you into a vampire. We can have sex right now if you want. Literally, he's like, take off your clothes, girl. Yeah. Like, let's do and it. And he's like, you don't need to marry me. We'll do this your way. Because he's, he's even go, he even goes, 
you know, we tried to do things my way once and it didn't work. So clearly the way I want to do things is never the right way. Mm -hmm. So he's like, let's just do it your way. And then she's kind of like panicking because she kind of decided that his way was the way that she wanted. And I, and I like her reasoning for it too. Yes, I do. She's like, she's like, you know what? Maybe it's not exactly what I want because like the whole wedding thing, whatever. And she's like, but it'll give my family the send off that they deserve. Like it'll tie up loose ends for Charlie and Renee. Like Alice will get to plan the wedding. Exactly. It kind of gives everyone a closure. Everyone who probably will never see her again when she turns into a vampire. Mm -hmm. A nice little happy ending tied in a bow for Mm -hmm. Bella. So they saw Bella end up happy with the person she loves. So whatever like cover up story they make for Bella, Mm -hmm. at least the last image they have of her will be like happy at her wedding, which I I think is sweet. I did like her reasoning for yeah. the choice. It did win major yeah. browning points yes. for Edward. Yes, it did. And then the book ends with her being like, but we need to do one thing first. And he's like, what? And she's like, we got to tell Charlie. Good and thing he, you're bulletproof. And he's like, ha ha. So they go tell Charlie, which is whatever. Then there's like a little epilogue where it's like, I think like Jacob and Leah are talking and Leah's being kind of, she's being kind of a bitch. Like let's, she's she she's making like digs at Jacob being like, oh my God, can you stop thinking about her? I think I'm in love with her. Like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. And Jake is like, I don't know what you want me to do. So when he gets home, um, the wedding invitation is waiting for him. And in the wedding invitation, there's also a letter from Edward that basically is like, thank you for her. And he's basically, because I think that Bella was conflicted about inviting Jacob to the wedding. Yeah. And I think that she decided not to invite him. Yeah. And then Edward's like, in the note, he's like, if it was me on the other side, I would want the choice to be able to go to the wedding. Mm -hmm. He's like, I know that, you know, she doesn't want you to feel obligated, but But, I think that that you deserve the choice. Which I think was a very noble thing of him to do, because he easily could have been like, fuck it, I'm not inviting him. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was sweet. But... Jacob doesn't take this well, and the epilogue ends off with him running off and telling no one where he's going and telling his, like, wolf pack, like, not to follow him. And just to leave him alone. Yeah. So the book ends with a poor, sad Jacob and a relatively happy Edward and Bella. (laughs) So that was Eclipse, which, holy fuck, this was a long episode. Mm -hmm. This was was really plot-heavy, this book. Yeah, But, but I will say it is my... I think it is my favorite. Even after, I don't know, maybe when I read Breaking Dawn, I'll feel differently. I am currently still Team Jacob. However, Kat just rolled her eyes at me if anyone <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> but I am, I, fi- I have less dislike for Edward. There is nothing to dislike, friend. I, I know. It's, but... Okay, listen, I love Jacob and I am the first to admit that if Edward had stayed away forever or if she had never met Edward... She would have ended up with Jacob. Yeah. Jacob was to me like her this world soulmate. Yeah. She was meant to end up with Jacob if Edward died when he was supposed to die. Yeah. But since that didn't happen. She's Jacob. She is meant to be with Edward. I know. And and I know that in the back of my head. I just think I, I have such a soft spot for Jacob. And he just broke my heart at the end of this book. Like absolutely shattered it. So I'm still team Jacob. But I do like Edward. He won major brownie points for me in this book. He was just so much more reasonable. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But that is Eclipse. Um, please join us next week. When we discuss the final book in the saga breaking, breaking dawn. dawn very excited for that yeah i'm i'm super super excited um we really appreciate you listening we appreciate everyone who tunes in every week mm-hmm. um we'd love it if you left us a review or rated us or subscribe that would be pretty cool to or tweet see. us oh my god yes guys tweet us we are at two like the number two two book bitches pod 
If you didn't catch that, it's in the description of the episode. Yeah, that too. Our email is also in the description. And so is our Goodreads list, which is actually pretty fun. I've been updating that quite um, frequently. So please give us a follow on Twitter. We mm-hmm. I, I love cast this cast. I, mean, I love to tweet. So I'll probably be tweeting tonight. Anyways, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time mm. on Two Book Bitches. Bye.